Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. You want to know why I keep playing that? Yeah. Listen to it, and what's the first thing you think of when you hear it? Mm-hmm. Stop playing that. Mm-hmm. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. From Television City in Hollywood. Is Frank just, he just... You criticized him earlier about the music choices. Now he's leaning all the way in. All the way in. He just doesn't yeah, care yeah, anymore. Yeah. He just doesn't care anymore, does he? Doesn't well, I think he cares quite a bit. He heard your criticisms and responded like a yeah. child. He goes, he goes, all right. I'll give you every <laughs> show from the 80s music. What? Well, I, it, you know what? If it, I don't hear this... <laughs> I don't hear what's happening this week. I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> what's happening? I learned about bootlegging concerts from what's happening when they tried to bootleg the Doobie Brothers. Did you? Sam- well, they they didn't. It was rerun. Tried it. Uh, I learned the rerun dance. Where you go. <laughs> you <laughs> don't do the rerun dance. Yep. <laughs> um. So, did you watch the Cougs last night? Yeah. That was. I mean, it was disappointing. It was it was disappointing. Here's the difference: is you ain't playing East Carolina anymore. No, it's it's on a Tuesday night. You got Iowa State. Every every game's a potential bumping. It is, and and Iowa State, it's a pretty good basketball team. Yeah. But the way the Coug, that's so Cougs. They were so Cougs last night. They just couldn't hit a shot. It was amazing. It's, this is this is pretty incredible. This has followed them for like five years. Yeah. Well, since Kelvin's been there, it's it's just I don't I don't know why this is the case, but it just is. It's just rare to be a great two way team. Yeah. It's rare to even. But be they a, weren't even a great defensive team last night. No, it's rare to be a yeah. good two way team. Yeah, and yeah. they weren't. No. And and this is the thing. That's is, the thing they got to be. Is, you know, yeah. You're going to have to if you're going to shoot like this, which you're not going to shoot like this all the time. But if you're not going to shoot well, then and the Cougars are probably not going to be a good shooting team. We know this. This yeah. is who they are. You're going to have to be a great defensive team. And anytime you don't play great defense, you put yourself in harm's way because at any point, the shots can just clank. And that's that's just who they are. Um, it's actually kind of rare that they've had the success that they've had by being such an uh, below-average shooting team. Well, 
They shot well in this day and well, age where everyone shoots well. It's not like it's not like well it wasn't they weren't bad defense. They just got off to a horrible start. They did climb back. They tied it. They actually took the lead fifty one fifty, and then they t- uh, tied it at fifty three. But, but then they couldn't. Then down just, the stretch, uh, an air ball. And this kid, the kid that had to turn around, jump around the baseline. Holy crap! What a shot. That's a tough shot. That was like a, a Larry Bird shot that this dude hit to, for the game winner. But they, but the, uh, Iowa State only shot thirty eight percent too, twenty percent from three. Uh, you know they did have twenty two free throws though. That's the difference in the game. They had twenty two free throws and hit eighteen of them. That was the difference in the game. And speaking of free throws, what, get this coach. What this is? I don't even know who. Who's Toronto Raptors head coach? He's a Darko. He he's what? He's he's a Darko. He's a Darko. Yeah, he's one of the Darkos. And a Darko. What's his last name? Darko Rajakovic. Yeah. Rajakovic. He's Rajakovic. just one of the Darkos. There's he's, a few of them. Okay, so he sounds like he is a Darko. Last night the Lakers beat the Raptors, and if you haven't heard this sound from this guy, Darko just goes. This is going to be a, a pretty hefty fine. This is going to be a pretty damn hefty fine. And he says some stuff that we just have to. I mean, I think this is going to last forever. If you want to know the truth. Here's Darko after the game talking about the free throw differential. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Doug. That's <laughs> that's that's outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. Twenty-three free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. Like how to play the game. I all, I understand uh, respect for all stars and all of that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible as Scotty Barnes, who is all-star caliber player in this league, he goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get get uh, to to the rim without flopping and and not trying to get foul calls. He gets two free uh, throws for the whole game. How's that possible? How are you gonna explain it that, that to me? They had to win tonight. If that's, if that's the case, just let us know so we don't show up for the game. Just give them a win. But that, that was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. And what, what's happening Ooh. over here during whole season, I've been holding you back. It's a complete crap. I'm sorry. This is... Hey, listen, listen. I love the job that... I love the job that Ime Udoka is doing with the with the... Rockets, I think yes. it's incredible. It's got me excited, but he's not my favorite coach in the league. <laughs> Dark- I've, I've got my favorite coach in the league. I'm good. I don't need anyone else chiming in. If it's not Darko Flamovich or whatever his name is, Redman Radvanovich. What is it? Rajakovich. Raja- yeah. oh. If it's not the Darko, I don't care what anyone says anymore. I don't want to hear Pop anymore. He's so long. Pop is like. What's her name? I'm Paulina Poroskovich. Is she is she related? No, those are two different last names. Okay, but uh, that's. Still... I'm over Pop. I'm over Steve Kerr. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear really from anyone other than Pop, my coach. I never want to hear from Pop ever I again. I want to hear what well, used to be kind of entertaining, and now it's no, just like he's just been a D. Yeah, this whole that, that, his, that whole act is just a he's a D. Yeah, it's getting it's it's worn out. He and Belichick tell you, I know. Bye. 
Bye. You have no time for anybody because you're so good. Where's Belichick going? Is he going anywhere? Yeah, bye. Well, bye from John's mind. Oh, okay. No, no, no. He's going. He's an awful coach. If he doesn't have Tom Brady, he wins 40% of his games. He's terrible. He's a bad coach. Don't give me this upgrade at the goal. Beat it. Maybe he doesn't have the officiating that he's supposed to have with the holding calls and the pass interference penalties. And also the... The, the mesh concepts where they're all, all of a sudden, you're supposed to have rub rub, but it's going to be a rub rub is legal, but we can't have a pass interference offensive OPI. Thank you, crap. If you're going to do this to my football team, you, you're making me a crap. Do not make me a crap or we don't show up for games. That's the line that's going to get him crushed. Are you making me crap? No, not the crap one. The one where if they need a win, just let us know. We won't show up. Yeah, we yeah, won't no, show up. As soon as that, I heard that, yeah. I'm like, okay, I wonder how many ruples that's going to be. Yeah. Because it's going to be not expensive. Russian. <laughs> what is he? He's Serbian. No, no one knows. It's all the same. You don't know that. No, I, no one I, knows that. Stop. Marty's going to get after you with your fouls. No, I look at him. He's from Serbia. You can, he is? Yeah, Serbian. When I look oh, at him, I man. see Russian. Well, he's not Russian. Well, what if I'm Croatian? I can't love him then. That's crazy. There's an NBA coach that's. I love that. <clears throat> then you have me, who's going to be face of league like Case Keenum, and you cannot get a good call for the Case Keenum was man, the man of the league, and uh, Stephen Nelson, or a deep player of the year candidate, and he gets a pass interference penalty. No, we, we do actually. No. We do actually have to find the right comparison what, first for Scotty Barnes, Barnes in the NFL. Who, who, what coach and what team and what players would be the equivalent? We're like, what? Oh, yeah, Scotty Barnes is a pretty good player. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm no, saying. He's a pretty good but player, but like your coach, um, the coach might be. Would it be Mike McDaniel talking about Devin uh, Achan? Mm, no, Mike. No. Well, Mike is a. Uh, you know, I mean, Mike is a is Mike a, is a guy we know. We didn't even know who Darko was until well, until this Well, how many NFL rant. guys do you not know? It could be Bijan and Arthur Smith. Oh, if Arthur Smith because no one a, knew who Arthur Smith he was before a, he got fired. Well, people did. We he, know all the NFL. No, honestly, I'll bet you a lot of fans couldn't have named right. the Falcons. No, they hated him because they were ruining when fantasy. did they ever see him? No, they hated him because they hated him and they knew him because he was ruining fantasy for him because Kyle Pitts and Bijan <laughs> weren't getting through. Okay, what about Dennis Allen saying that? Cam Jordan is the face of the league. Well, it has yeah. to be someone younger. But, yeah, Dennis Allen probably. Because he's kind of nondescript, just somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, Dennis yeah. Allen probably fits. think about him ever. Or John Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, that's not John, a bad one. John, Jonathan Gannon's a pretty good one. Because he's also NFL a lunatic. Fans couldn't name Jonathan Gannon. No, no, they wouldn't know Jonathan yeah. Gannon. If, what's the what's his first name? No, honestly, the running back for the Colts, Moss. What's his first name? Oh, Zach. Zach Moss. He be facing the league. Oh, you're psychic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Psych, Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of who the Cardinals have with Gannon. Jo- uh, who would James be like, Connor is face of league. Yeah. I'm trying to think of somebody younger who they who Nate they Dorch. Would, <laughs> Nate, exactly, Nate Torch. Nate, their wife, yeah, that, the little wide receiver, receiver they have, the little guy who oh. ate up the Eagles. Uh, yeah, I just know that I I love this new Russian guy. <laughs> to tell Lance He's not to Russian. Keep on talking like Darko. <laughs> it was so good listening to him. Just and John and I saw him losing his mind on. Oh, like, no, hey, we need this sound. He's angry, and his eyes are all red. Thank Can you, you see Thank you. what we have to deal with here in Houston? All of these problems that we have. And you see this man, Noah Brown, he's been hurt, he comes back, and they give him, they show him, and he's not flopping on ground and, and faking holding penalties. That, like, 
Jonathan Grenard, face of league. This man has lots of sacks, face of league. And then you you have these calls like this. You make a crap on my wife's bed. I'm very upset with you. You touch me on the private. No. It's not going to be okay with me. That's penalty. You cannot touch man on private. And then say, oh, you can give away because it's LeBron. No. My life, my privates. <laughs> my body, my choice. No. It's offensive pass interference. Do not touch me on privates and tell me it is good-looking woman. That's penalty. I wasn't born on the yesterday. Crap. You didn't burn me on yesterday. Come out of my mom on yesterday with afterbirth after. No. I'm sorry to be so descriptive and literal, but that's all I know. I'm from Russia. It's not from Russia. No, not from Kind Russia. of Russian. It's a, it's a little complete bit like crap. It. <laughs> it's complete crap. Okay. You guys, are you done yet? Because we can't go to Oh, Russia. now we're going to see the officials going to cheat for Joe Flacco. Make sure that all of his touchdown passes land in people's hands. Great. Cannot wait to be cheated out of this. I won't even show up with my Texans team. I wish D'Amico talked like that. I wish he so had just a sweet. fun little character he Man, did. How great would it be to cover that guy every day? It'd be great. It'd be well, as long as he's getting screwed over by the Lakers. Yeah. We're not, right. He might be very boring when, he, when this isn't happening. Yeah, but it's just the, it's, you know, it's, 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 his syntax, everything's about it. About it's it is awesome. Right. Like, you'll look in and we'll get, we come off the screen and in the 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 pop the pop and pick that you have to to come by the three point line and then he says oh boop bye for the baskets <laughs> boop right there boop not not play defense not sliding over all of a sudden he makes he makes me have a a, a sad on my face and a pee in my pants no. It's not the ball that we're going to play here in Toronto. Making different types of, oh, three-point shot. Look at this. Great. And then that was a step through, and it was penalty. Your Darko impression is yeah. is is like drifting into yeah, when, when they right. get an American actor to put on like an a-, a Russian yeah. accent <laughs> no, in those movies. It started <laughs> off okay, and now it's really, now I'm about to fight Rocky. <laughs> we got a break. Or I'm, or I'm in, or I'm in that at least that crew. You don't have to listen to him. You just need to take this substance in your arm. Now you beat this American up. He's dumb anyway. I was beat more of his sense. Out I of was watching head. Hunt for Red October, and all those dudes who are like either English or American put on the Russian accent. This is what it sounds like. <laughs> Back in the nineties when but they didn't hire what Russian they actors. Sound like. yeah. That's what Russians sound. That's like. what they do sound like. No, no. And it's probably here's the thing. It's probably English people playing Russian. It is. It Since is. most it, of our yeah. actors aren't even American. No, 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 it was, or well, Australian. Well, Hunt for Every Rada- day I learned about a new Australian, yeah. New Zealand, well, yeah. or Hunt English for actors. from the 90s, and Sam Neill, who's an Australian actor, was playing a Russian. I was like... He's I, an Australian? Yeah, Sam, Sam Neill? Neill's Australian, I think, or English, one of the two. No, Same I, thing. Same thing. Most of, our, most of our actors are not... Did you know Al Pacino, New Zealand? <laughs> no, he's not from Have you ever heard him talk when he's not in a movie? <laughs> Well, it's been a pretty pretty rough time of it, but a lot of problems. 
I've got 11 children now by seven different women. That's a problem. How does he sound when he says hooah? Hooah. Hooah, you too, Sammy. And bad men are a bunch of bad bums. When I played that part, I had a lot of different things I had to do to get into character. You know, I was like, but really, that's not how I speak. More like right here. It's tough for me. I'm more reserved. My characters are all big. She's got a great ass. And you got your head all the way up. And I said that and I said to myself, that's not the way I should be speaking. That's not proper. It's not the way that you want to conduct yourself. That's just a character. Isn't it? I didn't know what we were going to do today. Now you know. I mean, I, until I saw Darko. Until Darko. I mean, we got Texans out. <laughs> I mean, but Darko, you take hey, Darko, the lead. He's just, the lead. He By the way, derailed I watched, the show. I yeah. watched Heat yesterday. I, I finished watching Heat. I've done it over like three days, and uh, I finished watching it. You know what? Heat is a. It's still. It's still. There's still some great, great up. scenes. There's a I was, couple. I things. started watching it about a couple weeks ago too. It, it, it's it's fun. There's a lot oh. of really fun scenes. The problem is, like one thing that's really since I watch a lot of streaming shows now that are that are series, like they have to rush the relationship between Robert De Niro and the girl he meets who works at a bookstore. Yeah. Like he's already ready to change his whole life. This whole gangster mentality of you you cannot be. Get yourself attached to anything you are not willing to walk out yeah, in. Right. Thirty seconds left when you feel the he, heat he, around the corner. Then he's like in love with the right. He, he, he meets her in a bookstore and all of a sudden oh, I'm done with this life. Yeah, forget this. <laughs> I mean, what I've known for fifty years, right. I'm done with. And so <clears throat> no. that's my one problem. Like heat over six over a six series arc or eight series arc, where it could have they should mm. redo it, but it's not going to be no, as good. Not. All right, we got you break. Seen Val Kilmer <clears throat> lately. Uh, yeah. Don't. Oh, no, yeah. he's bad. He's you, bad did off. you see any of his movie? You can't finish it. He's bad. The off. documentary, yeah, did you yeah, see yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, No, I saw. But you can't finish it. Dale, did you try to watch it? No. You know what? Can't finish this segment. Yeah. That, this segment's going <laughs> to stop. This segment has to stop. And it stops. It starts right here, this this off segment with Artisan Grange. It starts with Canstead and Dublin. Now, okay, so I talk about another dip, but that's a dip for potato chips. This is a dip that you put in your mouth. That is doesn't have tobacco in it. It doesn't have t- tobacco, nicotine. If you're somebody that's dipping and you put that dip between your cheek and gum and it's tobacco and it's gross and it's all over your shirt and you're spitting all over the place and it's awful and she hates it. Everybody around you hates it. It stinks. If you're looking for the best way to get out of that, how about CBD with hemp in a pouch made of hemp? It's so good. It's so much better. All the flavors that you could possibly want. You will wean yourself from that tobacco and that nicotine and stop with the dangerous dip that you're doing now. Go to 975dip.com, 975dip.com. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. We control the spice. It is by the juice of Sapu that thoughts acquire speed. The lips acquire stains. Stains become a warning. It is by will alone I set my mind in motion. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, we got a lot to talk about here. Jamie wants to get in here, and he's got a good question. Mike Vrabel was fired yesterday by the Tennessee Titans. Um, what's her name? Amy Drunk said it was the, one of the hardest decisions that she's ever made. Uh, Strunk. But then she also... Strunk. Strunk, yeah. Dink. Amy stunk Adams Strunk. Oh, Amy Stunk. Maybe it's a stunk. combination of stink and drunk. Yeah. I don't know, strunk. but it's strunk. it's strunk. Okay. In the league offices, we call it strunk. Whatever. 
So Mike Vrabel was 54 and 45, 12th best record in the NFL over that time. Three playoff trips in six years. Not the last two. No. He did it with the following quarterbacks. Marcus Mariota, 21 games. Ryan Tannehill, 67 games. Blaine Gabbert, 8 games. Malik Willis, 11 games. Josh Dobbs, 2. Will Levis, 9. He didn't do any of those playoffs with Malik Willis, Josh Dobbs, or Will Levis. Yes. It was primarily... Name a coach that could. Well, it was pretty much all Ryan Tannehill and... You're missing. You're leaving out Derrick Henry. He wasn't a quarterback, but he was their offense. Well, and probably the st- the style of their play. This is where we are. Yeah. He's he's a good coach. Um, people are surprised because he's a good coach. Yeah, he hasn't had. You know, they haven't made the playoffs for a couple of years. And nowadays, if that happens, you're done. Yeah. And and you're willing to get rid of a good coach that you know does a good job for something else because fans just want to change. Yep. If you haven't been in the playoffs for a couple of years, look at Nick Sirianni. People talking about him being on the hot seat. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. People will just get rid of a coach. It doesn't. It takes one year for people to start souring on So do you, did you know that, that, that Vrabel was almost a, had almost a 500 mark as an underdog? Oh, that's impressive. And that shows you that he gets up for he games. Get, yeah, no, his teams always get up for now, games. Now, the problem is he... he he was an underdog too often because. Well, and well but, but his quarterback play. Did, are any of those guys really top notch? I mean, he was the number one seed one year with Ryan Tannehill. Uh-huh. Tannehill had a really good year that year yeah, too. Yeah. By the way, like thirty four touchdowns. Tannehill's year was good. I mean, it's way better than you think it is. I thought it was all Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill's year yeah, was and good. was it nineteen was really really good. Now I don't know if you read what she said, Amy Adams Strunk. She said we were. She made a comment about how she wanted to get on the same page as an organization and move towards uh, everyone pulling together in a certain direction. It it basically painted the picture for me, if you read between the lines, because they changed personnel. They changed changed GMs last year and went with Rand Carthon. I think there was maybe a disconnect between Carthon and and um, and, and Mike Vrabel. It's pretty easy to read that into what she said. Her comments talked about everyone getting on the same page and moving in the same direction <clears throat> and talked about making a change at, at GM, you know, from a personnel standpoint. I think it's pretty clear that this is, you know, there's maybe a little bit of a disconnect between the general manager who came in after Mike Vrabel and Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's my guess on how that's going. Right. And they want to find somebody who they're going to be on. They're going to let Rand Carthon pick his head coach is what they're going to be. Now, remember where he came from. Let's, well, before I go any further, let's, let's get, is it Jamie? Jamie? Jaime? It's Jaime. No, it's uh, Jamie. What's up, Jamie? Let's get hey Jamie in here. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, Good morning. I, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was curious about the, the, you know, the impact that that has on the head coaching carousel, what, you know, where Vrabel's going to be in terms of, you know, a candidate for the other spots. But most, I'm most interested in whether you think, you know, what does that do for Bobby Slowick? And, you know, I know that, you know, the, the rumors where he was going to be interviewing with the Panthers. Um, is that a job that he might consider leaving for? I mean, I really would like to see him stick around for another year or two. If he's going to get a shot, I know. But, you know, with he and CJ and, you know, with Tank coming back next year, would like to see what that offense can, can really look like with a little more time. And I just don't know if, if you think that the Tennessee job with Levis, and I don't know if Henry's going to be back or not, but whether that's a job that he might actually consider leaving for. See, I just I don't know that other than the char- other than the Charger job, I don't know that there's any job that would make sense for him. If you if you project 
the Texans next year and project them having a good season. If you project that, then and if Ben Johnson from Cleveland uh, from uh, Detroit goes somewhere, John, he's going to be the most heralded coach if the Texans play well, make the playoffs again, and CJ has another good year. I wouldn't bet against would, the Titans if he became their head coach, installed that offense with Ty J Spears. Derrick Henry's gone. Ty J Spears, though, you have to go in there knowing that he had bad medicals, and it's not believed that he'll he's going to be a long term guy. Over yeah, but you got you can be, grab another. I was told you can grab another. You can. Back. He's yeah. going to be a one contract guy, though, more than likely. Can you I mean, get what can you get out of Traylon Burks? I mean, obviously you got not D much. Hop. I mean, you got old D Hop. Here, I'll say you. But, but D Hop is pretty good still. That's fine, but you you're you're still on the front end of. Yeah. But I mean, but, but that of, offense. You know what? You know, I, listen. The Texans went in with the, the, their 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 uh, wide receiver room and the Texans wide receiver room ain't much different. And look at what what's happening here. Now is Will Levis? Does he have the chance to be CJ? I don't know. Well, no. remember the Texans did a lot of homework on Will Levis too. Yeah. So yep. he's going to have an opinion already. Yep. Now Rand Carthen. Now Rand Carthen. Michael Connor sent this to me. Ian Rappaport said. Titans GM Rand Carthen says he and Coach Mike Vrabel never had any issues. We were in lockstep. I want to finally dispel that. I wish Vrabel's nothing but the best. I consider him a friend. So maybe it was just more of an issue with with Amy Adams Strunk not liking the way that Mike Vrabel. Maybe Vrabel, she thought was because she talked about it having new ways, new ways to look at things. So it may have just been. I mean, he's going to be a hard headed guy. He's a defensive guy Listen, and he's a Belichick. Well, let, let's let's face it. it it's it, it, their offense is probably one of the most, I don't want to say most boring, but it is, yeah, it probably is. It is. Yeah, but you got Saquon and Danny Dimes, and you got Tommy DeVito. I mean, you got, that's excitement. All right, says you. Um, So, the Giants? Nope. 49ers. So that's the that's the concern you there have. You Rand Carthon came over from the 49ers, and he's probably going to target Bobby. Smith. Who was the Giants player that was named Carthon? That's what I'm thinking. Maurice Carthon. Yeah, Maurice Carthon. Um, wow. Yeah, they, you know what? That's the connection you have, to, you have to be. No, I don't think it's. I just don't think it's a good enough job. I think you know. I, okay, so well, you don't know what what kind of relationship did did Bobby Slowick and Rand Carthon have? Well, I don't think it matters. Is this a chance that Bobby has to succeed? How good a chance well, is this for Well, if they say, hey, we could look at how fast the Texans turned it around. Bobby, we got Will Levis. I mean, if the Texans thought Unless Will Levis. Unless he likes Will Levis. Well, that's, I don't think he, I don't think that. Well, we don't, I don't know. We don't know what he thinks of Will Levis. So. Well, he wasn't on the, he wasn't in the running. Yeah. I know that. Well, but not at number two. No. I mean, no. No. No, and he's got that guy. Yeah. No, he's he absolutely he's got that guy, he's but he's got also a young second superstar. in command as opposed to the man. But but my question: Why do you take a job that you think has a high, has a potential to fail as opposed to giving you your best chance when you're still young and you're still in a great situation? I mean, you're in a great situation for the Texans. The job that you want is the Justin Herbert job. That's the job you want, but you're not going to get that. I don't. I don't think. I think that job's going to go to Ben Johnson. You know why? Because he waited last year. And had another good year, and now he's the hottest. Name. Unless, yeah, yeah. Unless you you're a San Francisco year, guy and you want a San Francisco. You need, look at how San Francisco's succeeding in the league. But you know what else, John? You want to be able to pick your quarterback, too. Yep. And you don't get a pick. You'd have to really like Will Levis. And maybe he does, and maybe Levis, he saw some things from Will Levis on tape. Well, I mean, he's a he's an offense coordinator, so he wouldn't really look at Will when they prepared to play the Titans. But um, 
Yep. He d- he does know him from when he came out of college. Yep. All right, let's break it here. We got a Quit lot trying of trying to give our coach we, away. We got a lot of. I'm telling you, he's not going to be here long. I told you this when they were he'll hired. Be, when he was hired, he'll be here. I for wouldn't two be years. surprised at all if he's not gone this offseason. Uh, I wouldn't be, be surprised. At all. I will be surprised. Okay, uh, you will be surprised if people don't go to QC Kinetics. I will actually. I'd be very surprised because with QC Kinetics, you've got to make sure that that you are giving yourself the best chance to to heal. And to have an opportunity to live without chronic pain. And so many people, what they do is they start off with aspirin, then they go to painkillers. And then, you know, from there, that's obviously a very slippery slope. Then they start getting the steroid shots, and it works temporarily. It reduces inflammation for about three months. And then, uh, but, you know, eventually that wears down. The success of that will wear down on you. You're not supposed to have it more than. Uh, three times in a year. So how are you getting long-lasting relief? Well, regenerative medicine, that's the way you do it. And the biological therapies from QC Kinetics take the body's healing power. They, they, what they do is they uh, uh, you know, concentrate it. They put it back into the joint, and it starts to work on restoring and regenerating tissue, restoring damaged tissue, regenerating uh, lost tissue. And what that does is it reduces the inflammation long-term, you know, permanently, and then you get that, you get that lack of pain in your life again. Can you imagine living with chronic pain for years and years, and now you can get away from it thanks to QC Kinetics? It's a real thing that's happened for so many people. A lot of pro athletes go to them after their careers are over as they deal with that chronic pain. It's QC Kinetics. That's QCKinetics.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Pitter-patter. Well, pitter-patter. Let's get at her. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back. 734 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. We got a lot of Texan stuff to talk. Let's get Lamont in here before we get to the Houston Texans. What's up, Lamont? Hey, man, what's the deal with it? Uh, man, I know y'all heard about this whole Cal McNall's brother. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're going to talk about. On. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, the only thing I see, uh, the only thing I see when I hear stuff like stuff like this happens, I see Janet Soprano, some some person that was out of sight, out of mind, for all this time, and now that the mother is kind of you know older, she comes back in and wants the, uh, the estate and want to take control of the mother and stuff. And you know what's really scary about all this? What's really scary if this would have happened, let's say three years ago? Do you know the Texas fans would have up? Uh, Probably been all over this right now. Like, heck yeah, man, let's do this. Oh, Come yeah. on, Gary. That's all I have, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, well, it's so even, funny. I, even a year ago, Lamont is going to bring something back to the Sopranos for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lamont say, can tie okay, anything so to the Sopranos. For those of you that don't know the story, Carrie McNair. The other brother. The one we wanted as owner the, the, for a while. Yeah, yeah the oh, the one that you never hear from. He's in business. He's He runs, he's he runs the CEO businesses. of McNair Interests. Yeah. He has, uh, he has actually uh, applied for guardianship of an adult person. To declare her incapacitated. Yeah, to Janice McNair, his incapacitated incapacitated and appoint her a guardian. Yeah, she's 87 years old. You know, have you seen Janice of late? Uh no. I, yeah, I saw when when D'Amico was hired. He well, went, yeah, I saw yeah. her then, but not yeah. lately. Well, no. right, right, right. But that's le- that's a, oh, okay. that's less than a year ago. I mean, I was like, yeah, so I, thought, I was thinking 
more recently. No, but- yeah, I haven't seen her. But she's 87 years old. She's up there, and I don't know how much that her she's able to do. It. Yeah, she and Cal. Now, it says she wrote this. I'm not sure. In an affidavit, um, in an affidavit she has written, allegedly, that this is a family dispute, and they don't want any of this to be in public records. It will create a needless and baseless media stir regarding the ownership and direction of the Texans, thereby negatively affecting our employees, business partners, and the team. So as soon as I read that, you know, I'm reading this, okay, they're seeking to, first is seeking to limit or terminate my rights and appoint himself as guardian of my estate. Okay, well, I don't know what's going on with her, but if she is having any kind of issues, that can be that can be a messy situation. Mm-hmm. You never know who's on the right there. Um, but once I read the other one that you just talked about, I immediately said, I'm going to read it again. It will create a needless and baseless media stir. So she's already anticipating that this is going to be a big deal regarding the ownership and direction of the Texans, thereby negatively affecting our employees, mm-hmm. our business partners, and the team. Okay, so I'm sorry. Well, so th- what this fight is to make sure that the documents stay sealed, yeah. that they're not unsealed. This that's, is what the fight is. That's about. what the fight is. They want. They don't want the documents. Well, and unsealed. then the fight is going to be whether or not she needs a guardian, and that's their family's business. Yeah, right. That's not our business. No. But the unsealing of the documents apparently would create a needless, baseless media stir regarding the ownership and direction of the Texans. What could that mean? Does that mean that he's going after the Texans? Well, they don't want it to be public. Well, oh. Uh, possibly. The ownership and direction of the Texans. The only thing I can think of was, look, she's, look, Cal is, well, is the, there something in there that said that once, that, that if both of the McNairs pass, that Cal will, that, that Carrie will take over the team? Is there something in there like that? Well, is there something that says if she passes, well, there will be a transfer, like they will sell the team? She is... She is now Cal is serving as the chairman and CEO of the Houston Texans, but she actually has all the she has right. the the power. She has right. the ownership, right? And he and she's saying he's seeking to limit or terminate my rights and appoint himself as guardian of my estate, which would mean he would be taking over the Texans. I, you know, I, that's exactly it's it's actually creating right be, now exactly what they don't want. He would be a hi- needless stir. He would be higher than Cal. Yeah, he would be ahead of Cal. Is there any chance that he thinks that Cal would not be able to run? Is there any? I mean, obviously we're being gossiping now. But I'm sorry. I mean, it's out there. The the direction. Look for years. Well, not for years, but at least for the last three years, I thought the Texans would be better off if they just sold the team and did not have Cal. I mean, because look at the disaster it was. Now, things are looking – things things are, are fine right now. I don't think it makes Cal any better an owner. I don't think he's capable necessarily of making great decisions behind the, the scenes. But no, what I love about it is he's not making any decisions right. behind the it's, scenes. He doesn't have to anymore. No, right. Things are in place. Yes, right. But, and, and, and Hannah does help, obviously. But this talks about media stir regarding the ownership and direction of the Texans. The only thing I could think of – there's only two things – that, okay, then it means somehow the direction is changing in ownership. So they would be, does Kerry try to take over the team and take over everything once once the both Allegedly, of the that would be – I've never heard from Kerry. Have you? No. I've never heard from him. But allegedly – Somebody I mean, who was at an event where he was just speaking last and said he was year, very we, sharp. So, yeah. Le, just last year we were like, man, it sure would be nice if the smart brother took over. It sure would be great you know, if, 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 the, if, if he did – 
I don't, I don't have any idea. Now, I, I was encouraged by D'Amico and what he said this week about the McNairs. Yeah. I mean, that, listen, we could have David Tepper as the owner. If they sold the team, like you said, we, we wanted them to sell the team, you could get a Tepper or you could get a Snyder no, or most, you could get a. Most owners these days are going to be more hands on. Josh Harris is yes. already very hands on in Washington. And actually, I don't mind at all the ownership of the, with Cal and Hannah, the, the you, ownership you, of the You team. like the ownership when everything's good. Well, Everything because is good. They're now. Not well, here's that they're not messing with it. They're That's not right. meddlers. Yeah. That's right. And when they weren't messing with it, when Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby were running it, then it was a problem. Do you think they're wartime owners? No. They're no, peacetime they're not, owners. No, they're not. Well, they're yeah. peacetime yeah. owners. They're not sunny. No, no, no. They're no. not going to be the wartime owners who no. know how to hire the right people and make the right decisions. I think D'Amico fell in her lap, which is fine. Um, certainly the Cully and. I mean. The Cully and Lovey and everything there that was terrible. Well, it took Having some Jack balls to to fire Cully and and Lovey after one back year to back. and pay them all that money. Well, that's what. Yeah, well, it took some money. Yeah, it took money. I think the Jack Easterby thing is from some of the intel I've gathered. I think he he had Hannah wrapped up there for a little bit, and then Hannah kind of broke free. Hannah kind of saw him for what what he was. I think there were some people who you know, helped her see who he was. I think he showed himself, and then they kind of got free of Jack. Once they got free of Jack, everything everything started to turn around. But um, I don't know what this means. Either either it would mean Kerry takes a bigger role. I mean, if it's clearly, if he's, in, if he's in charge of the conservatorship, yeah, that might be the ownership and direction of the team might be the concern. Yep. If Kerry is there in Janice's spot, then he obviously – is the decision maker right? Somebody just texted me and said Kerry doesn't care about the team. Kerry wants to sell. I've the always team. heard he doesn't. Yeah, oh, doesn't he wants care. to sell the team. He wants to sell the team. I don't know. We don't know. Um, well, the selling. What, Janice is not well though. Janice is not well, and Janice is not is no longer running. Is not in charge of the team. Cal is right. Ka- Hannah is. I hope. Anyway, it Kerry. So then it could here's be about- a, here's a problem. <clears throat> is if Kerry does get this and he does take over and he does sell the team there's a chance you get a bad owner here there's a chance now not that the not that Kel was a good owner but he has become a good owner because he stays out of the way he has good people in place and he stays out of the way well so you don't get the sense that he says no to anything so if you have good people in place and you have a willingness to do what is is i have a feeling now he knows what he doesn't know well, yeah, that that may be. I don't, I don't think just because you get a new owner, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. But um, it could be though. It's potentially a bad thing. It could be. You could also have a guy who. Well, any owner is going to be more involved than Cal. Yeah. And do you like that? Would you consider Tillman involved? I don't really hear I don't, from. I don't know if he is behind the scenes. How involved well, he is I behind could, the scenes? I mean, Patrick's running the team. Patrick runs the team. Okay, so yeah. Patrick does run Patrick the team. Does run okay, team. yeah. So his so it's his son. I mean, t- listen, Tillman's got it. Tillman's in Patrick's on it what, and everything his, else. Patrick's but on the day to day stuff, t- Patrick's, Patrick's in his thirties, right? Yeah, Patrick's Patrick Sharp. Patrick yeah. Sharp. No, I'm not saying he's not, but that's okay. So no, it's not but Tillman's Tillman. in charge. Don't make no mistake about it. But you know what? He lets Patrick. You know, Patrick and. But I will say that our our baseball owner is much more involved now than he was initially. Yes, and he and. Yes, and I don't know that everyone loves the, the, that. Now. The, I think, I think that the the scandal really put a put him and fully in charge. Where Luno was doing, and 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 Reed 
were doing a lot of the stuff, and he was the. Then he hired his son in place of Reed. Yes, yes. And then I think after the scandal, he's like, mother. Yep. I no, can't believe and this. Then, and now, now I got this guy click. I don't like him. I got to get this guy. Yeah. And But he's making a lot more decisions than he was. Make no mistake, Tillman is the owner, and, and nothing gets by him. But he, he does let people do their work. He lets people do their work. Yeah, I think there's a balance between just because you have somebody who doesn't, who isn't active as an owner, that's not always great. And it was terrible for the Texans when you had mistakes in the front office and mistakes on the, on the, in, in the, as a head coach. Right now, it's just like, yeah, I love it. Just throw up H's, guys. You and Hannah, throw up your H's. Yeah. Have fun. Burgers. Be fun on videos. Yeah. Do all that stuff. It's great. It's like, you know, wow, cool. We have people who are... We're, we're riding a little bit of a magic, as, as the great buddy Delaberto used to say, we're on a little bit of a magic copyright. ride. And that's what this is. Everything's going good. Mm-hmm. It's fun. You know, it's... it's and now it's, there's this monkey wrench in it. You know, this, well, was, this is an era of good feeling for our Texans that we haven't had in a while. And now it's like, hmm, I wonder... Now there's a little bit of uncertainty. And it's exa- exactly what she was afraid of, she, she said in that letter, is what's happening. That there's... there Now there it could create a bit of... Uh, a stir with the media, and it could okay. disrupt business operations. Okay, but for so them. whether they, yeah, but so, but then at the end of the day, then whether this these documents are sealed or unsealed, this is still going to go on. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. It's still going to go on. Absolutely. Well, now we know about it, though. Let's break it here. You got to talk about underdog. I'll tell you about underdog. The uh, regular season's over, but the playoffs are here. And playoffs, we don't stop doing the pick'em challenge uh, once the playoffs roll around. We don't. We don't do that. We continue to play on the Pick'em Challenge on Underdog Fantasy. Go to underdogfantasy.com. That's underdogfantasy.com. What you're going to be able to do is play that Pick'em Challenge, and one of the things that's great about it is you are simply looking at the statistics. Players in the game, in the playoff game, for example, between the Texans and Browns, you're going to take a look at these stats, and maybe you think, man, the Texans are in a lot of trouble. I'm going to go higher on Joe Flacco's passing yards. I'm going to go lower on C.J. Stroud's uh, touchdowns. I'm going to switch over to this game, and I'm going to go higher, lower. Let's say you pick four players. Well, four players is going to pay you. Uh, four players get you ten to one. You do five players, you're getting twenty to one. That's awesome. You pick just two players, and you're going to get paid three to one on whatever your original play is. And guess what? Yes, it's legal, and yes, it's real money. You can win with your sports knowledge, and it makes the games more fun to watch. I have a great time being able to watch games that maybe I previously wouldn't have had as much enjoyment in watching them, but now you're watching for for a reason. You want to see how many yards this guy can get. You want it to go higher than that number. And use promo code Lance. What they're going to do is match your first deposit up to $100. So promo code Lance, Underdog Fantasy, download the app, and you are going to absolutely love playing the game within the game and watching with underdog fantasy must be 18 or older and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms and conditions apply for more details. Uh, or rather, if you feel like you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to ncpgambling.org. ESPN 97.5. God listens to us too. Currently, in the Veritex Community Bank Studios, one is a renowned forensic blood splatter expert, the other an appointed master of haberdashery. It's John and Lance. 
All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. 713-780-3776 is the number you want to get in here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Um, did you see, Dale, you got to find the Joe Flacco song. Did you see that? Is it terrible? If it's, it, We played the Colts terrible song last week. And right? then they, unfortunately, the Colts lost. Maybe we should play the. We have to. Call, we yeah. have to play the terrible Brown song. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah, I think that. Um, but D'Amico met the media yesterday, and is there? Okay, so how many guys on this team uh, have playoff experience? How many Texans have playoff experience? Oh, uh, Jimmy Ward is he alive still? Yeah, Jimmy Ward still lives. Um, I don't no charge. I don't think Denzel Perryman has it. I don't think Malik Collins. Malik Collins would. I don't think you have it. Sheldon with, Rankins. Desmond King won't have it. Sheldon with the Saints. Yeah, he should have it. Yeah, he has. Sheldon Rankins would have playoff experience if he Tunsil? wasn't injured. No. Yeah, yeah. Tunsil was here when they made the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, Tunsil would. Uh, Titus Howard, well, he's not playing right he doesn't, now. Doesn't he's dead? Case Keenum? No, he's not dead. Case say. Keenum. Okay. <laughs> Robert Woods. Well, I hope we and we don't know about him either. If he's going to play, I'm just telling you, players have. Did you see right? Will Anderson didn't practice yesterday? Grenard didn't practice yesterday. There's a whole list. Will Anderson will be fine. You oh, he's going to be just fine. Okay, well, thanks. he's dealing with high ankle. I mean, thank you. It's always going. Yeah, be right. He's not going to practice. No. Uh, Dale, do you have something to say about what? I don't, know. I don't know. You always say stuff. <laughs> yeah, your your head. I know Brown off. didn't practice. Robert Woods didn't practice. Malik Collins didn't practice. Sheldon Rankins didn't practice. Jerry Hughes didn't practice. Well, I think they're getting Jerry ready Hughes for the missed game. practice because of because of old. Yeah, yeah. Then he just missed practice because he's old. And Will Anderson is is resting the ankle. That's no big deal. Grenard is a big deal. He was with Janice McNair yesterday. I don't know that. I'm just okay. saying. He's not, he's not, he's saying probably that. Jerry Hughes won't practice on the first day. You can practice during the week because he's old. Uh, that good old veterans rest. Shaq Mason didn't practice. Laramie Tunsil didn't practice. There's another one who has. That's Shaq old. Mason that's, has, that's, that's rest. Shaq Mason has playoff experience. Yeah, right. uh, Denzel Perriman, did you mention him? Denzel Perriman. With the Chargers? Did yeah, you? I don't think Chargers ever made it. From 15 to 20, the well, Chargers never made the playoffs? Year. Oh, yeah. Was he there last No. He, he, no. Where was he last year? He was with the Raiders for two years, 21 well, He definitely didn't make but it. But the Chargers from 15 to 20 made the playoffs. Oh, yeah, the Raiders made it two years. They, they, did. they, made, they played oh, Cincinnati okay. in the first well, round. Well, they were loaded with playoff experience. Well, well, not a, well here's, here's D'Amico talking about lack of playoff experience. It's just a matter, matter of us playing good football, right? You got to go execute. You got to play good when that ball is snapped. And that's always that's my message to the guys. Like, it doesn't matter. For young guys, old guys, it really doesn't matter how many times you played in the playoffs or you've never been to the playoffs. It's football. Like, let's go and execute like we've been doing all throughout the year. I agree with that, but it's different. I mean, but listen, they showed up last week in, a, in a, what was basically a playoff game. Do you think the whole playoff... They didn't play great, but they they played you know well enough to win. Normally, we do that. We attach that to the quarterback. Do you think it has a giant effect on non-quarterback positions, not having playoff experience? Because we all throw pressure on the quarterback and what it means to play well there, but does the middle linebacker who's never played a playoff game, is he going to be greatly affected by it? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think you could be tight. I think you could... You know, I think you could be tight. You could be in your own head, not free-flowing, not – not. it depends on the player. Probably more of a younger player would happen with with the, the intensity of it all and you're missing run fits and your game is not 
you're not fully focused. I think it could happen. I don't think with Denzel Perryman. Do they? How much of a notch do they pick it up in the NFL? In the postseason? In the postseason. I don't think it's any different. I don't think it's much different either. I think the basketball I mean, do, is different. I was the on that sideline for five years. The collisions, the speed at which they play, it's, it's, I think the it biggest, is maniacal. To me, the biggest difference can be quarterback play because I do think there is something for quarterbacks get tight. And I think some of the play calling, um, I think some of the play calling can, I think you can either shine or you get away from things that you've done in the past. I've seen this with college football playoffs. Michigan screwed themselves um, against TCU two years ago because they tried to get cute. And they tried to, you know, they did something they didn't usually do. And this actually will happen from time to time with play callers is they don't want to be predictable, so they try to do something they haven't really done all year. And it's dumb. It's stupid. Be who you are. So I think play calling and quarterbacks are the most likely to be, um, you know, maybe a cornerback or safety when the ball's flying down the field and, you're just worried about any score being a huge score and you start panicking and grabbing. And it's one thing in college, you get a 15 yard to have an interference penalty. That's 15 in the pros. It could be 50. So those fifth, those, those pass interference penalties, if you're panicking downfield instead of playing with technique, that can be a big one. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I, it does seem like sometimes teams don't come out, you know, some teams come in more focused than others. I think that's real. Uh, but I think some of it is how the coaches, Coach's personality, too. And D'Amico's personality, I don't I think one of the great things we've seen this year is a level of relative consistency that we haven't seen for years from the Texans. Yeah. They they generally are the same team. They don't get too emotionally higher. They may get beat, and they're bad beats. You know, when they got their butts kicked, it was C.J. Stroud wasn't there. So I don't think they are – Bill O'Brien's teams, if, if you take on the emotions of your coach, roller coaster. Yeah. But with uh, D'Amico, I don't think that's really going to happen too much. I think we're going to see a good focused effort. I'm telling you, I like them to beat. I like them to beat Cleveland. Um, Joe Flacco has been in big games before. He won't be shaking like that. But that dude's a statue. If if you can get pressure off the edges, or especially in the interior, you got a great chance of winning this one with mm-hmm. CJ healthy. Well, CJ. Number uh, number eight, Dell. CJ talked about playing. Now this is. This is a really good deal. CJ didn't face him. Uh, uh, Case and Davis Mills caught the wrath of the Browns defense a few weeks ago on Christmas Eve. Uh, Here's CJ talking about playing this this Browns defense. They're the number one defense for a reason. You know, they do a lot of special things. Starts up front. Uh, Of course, Miles Garrett is one of the best players to ever play his game, and he proves it week in and week out, and their linebackers do a great job. Six is a great linebacker. He's a great player. Um, and then on the back end, they do a good job of, of having sticky coverage and things like that. So um, there's got to be on an A game, execute at a high level, and uh, I'm excited for the matchup. Their corners are really good, dude. They're uh, Denzel Ward. I mean, they're they Greg are. Greg Newsom, they've got some guys they can, play. Yeah, they can play. Mm-hmm. Not having Tank this week. Robert, I don't know. Robert Woods might play. We'll see. Noah Brown, it, I think. No, I don't think there's a chance he plays again this year. His back has been bad. Not having, you know, having Dalton Schultz back is nice, but a lack of weapons is could, this could be where it catches and, up. And we saw, I mean, it was different because the 49ers didn't have Trent Williams or Debo, but we saw what a Jim Schwartz defense did to uh, this type of offense earlier in the year. It was not pretty for Brock Purdy and, and the 49ers. Yeah. So. 
this is the type, and Kyle Shanahan, I think, traditionally has had issues with Schwartz and his defenses. So if if we're if we're going with one of his proteges against Jim Schwartz, it's not great. You're not going to like to hear this. No one likes to hear this. Everyone gets pissed off about this. You have to be able to run the ball. I mean, running the ball is something that is not going to be accounted for in Jim Schwartz's defense. You beat the Texans because you you limit C.J. Stroud's ability to beat you with certain looks. They're not going to worry about. They're going to. They're going to have a standard defense. They're not worrying about. Well, we got to stop. This isn't stopping Jonathan Taylor. This isn't stopping Derrick Henry. This isn't stopping you know whoever is the hot running back in a particular year. This is stopping C.J. Stroud. So if you can run the ball, it changes. It changes everything. And I'm not saying you're more likely to run the ball than you were necessarily last week, but you got to run it better than you did last week. You can't just get away from it. You can't so, be predictable against Jim Schwartz. You really can't. So I know fans don't like hearing run the football. They want to throw it 70 times. But you need to be able to establish some run. You really do. So Kyle Shanahan is 1-9 against Jim Schwartz-led defenses. What? 1-9. and nine. Mm. Where are you getting that stat from? You're That's making the, that up? You know what? No, I'm not making it up. That's just one a and jerk nine. move by you. I'm just pointing out that C, having CJ is great, but that but this particular oh. brand of offensive football doesn't do well against Jim Schwartz. Then what? Guess what? They're due. Who? A, this, a, a, the a entire tr- coaching tree? Offense. The entire coaching tree is due? It's okay. due. Okay. Okay. We're going to break it here. 713-780-3776 is the number. I've got to talk right now about Houston Safe and Lock. It's also King Safe and Lock. Go to 975safe.com and see the store that's closest to you. It's I-10 in Chimney Rock, and it's Westheimer and the Beltway. Um, the selection that they have is they got from large gun safes to small jewelry safes. They carry the largest selection of residential and commercial safes for sale in Houston. Visit the showroom and see over 300 in-stock models. From top brands like American Security. American Security is the best safe that you can get. And they've got American, all the different styles of American safe. Gun safes, commercial safes, home and office safes, jewelry safes, floor and wall safes. It doesn't matter. And when you have the largest selection, you know, you get those. You get a better price from American, okay, from American Security. You get a better price from them because you buy in bulk. And so you pass that savings on to you. So if you're looking for a safe, and by the way, if you've got a gun, get a safe. You, you don't want the gun to be, the kids to be able to get the gun. You can get to, get to your gun. You want, you've got jewelry, get a, get a safe, okay? So that it's, it's not, it's easy. This is simple. And you could, they start at really low prices. They do. If you want to get a, a gigantic one for your business, that's a different story. Those are obviously more expensive. 975safe.com, 975safe.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Planet Unicorn, hey. Planet Unicorn, Unicorn Planet. 